planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Before we go into this episode, we need to give a shout out to our show supporters, Blacklight Art Design, who are our go-to for all our screen printing needs. Check them out at blacklightad.com.au. RW Promotion, who are the best in the biz for all your promotional printing needs like stickers, flyers, banners, badges, and more. Go order yours through rwpromotion.com.au. The brutal occult clothing brand Electric Witch, who have amazing apparel from shirts, hoodies, hats to beanies, and more. Check out their full range at electricwitch.com.au and put in the code EVERBLACK for 20% off your order. Also, Lumberpunk's Axe Throwing Club, who have venues on the Gold Coast, Brisbane, and Perth, and will be reopening very soon. Put in the code EVERBLACK to get 10% off your booking at lumberpunks.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the Everblack podcast through Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and Facebook, and check out all our articles at everblackmedia.com. All right, on with the show. Andrew, thanks for joining us on the show, mate. How's uh, everything going in uh, your neck of the woods? I'm going pretty well, mate. Thanks for having me. It's good to um, good to be having a chat so, on the Everblack podcast. What's what's actually called? This is well, this is this is the weird thing is because it is a podcast, but uh, I've just mm. started doing the visual thing. So it's uh, is it a vlogcast? Is it a? I don't yeah, know. I, I guess so. <laughs> it out yet. so many different ways so many different ways to get out there these days yeah that's it it's great <laughs> well thanks for joining us on the show dude are you and the boys back in the jam room yet uh no we're not i think things are still sort of shut down around our neck of the woods at the moment so we're um just jamming from home really yeah yeah absolutely well uh your band Wartooth have just released your killer debut album program Dakota which uh, has all the best elements of thrash combined <laughs> and yep. tribute to uh, the greats, but uh, also it's very much its own beast. Uh, you know, how important was that for you guys to take all those influences and elements and push them forward for, you know, the classic thrash fans and uh, the new generation of uh, headbangers? Well, that's it. I mean, our, our influences, are, the bands that we listen to are mostly are the old school thrash bands, you know, the big four, Testament, Exodus, Overkill, Annihilator, like the, all, all the good stuff from the 80s and 90s, basically. Um, that's what we listen to and that's what we wanted to make. But you've sort of got to do it in a fresh way. And, and certainly there's modern production tools available to us. There's a new energy. There's, there's new shit going on in the world to sing about and to write songs mm-hmm. about um, and all of that sort of thing. So 
we've sort of taken the, the sound and the energy of the 80s thrash from both America and sort of the European scenes, the bits that we like, combine them, combine them with the other influences of music that we have, and then sort of singing about modern day uh, contemporary topics and, and things that are relevant to our lives. So, and then combine that with really modern production and then you sort of get a Wartooth album that's from 2020, yeah. It's awesome, dude. And you asked me what, uh, what track was I digging? And um, mm. there are a few spins, uh, Predator is my favorite. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I've had a few people say Predator. Predator's a good one. It's nice and punchy and straight to the point. I like it, man. Yeah, it's really good. And uh, where did you record this one? Um, so it's a bit of a mixed bag, this one. We recorded the drums in Brisbane at Tall Poppy Studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, we recorded all the guitars at home, like just through uh, digital recording. And then the rest of it we recorded in Melbourne at Monolith Studios. And then Chris at Monolith also mixed it and everything. Oh, cool. Yes. He's a legend. Oh, man. His sound. He has fine-tuned his sound over the last uh, Harlot and Mouse's Wake, Espionage, all the other bands that he's been recording over the last like seven or eight years. Mm -hmm. He's basically honed his craft. And then we've just sort of turned up at the perfect time and got the best of like all of his experience just chucked onto our album. And I think it all just came to the head right at the right time. I totally agree. I'm super happy with the production, yeah. Oh man, I, I love his work and uh, the two combined. It's uh, excellent. And, uh, you know, some of the tracks, I believe, like Kingdom of Fear and Venom Head have been previously released. Uh, you know, you re recorded them. Is that right? Yeah. Completely. Yeah. So we did, we did an EP back in 2016 and they had some of those songs on them. Yeah. Mm. And then we've re recorded them for the album. Uh, I think one, Venom Head changed actually significantly. We sort of put a few new riffs in there and a few new sections. So mix it up a bit. How much of it did you want to update or change? What, where'd you find the, that balance? The EP, you mean? Or? No, the, the tracks that you've re oh, Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, when we recorded the EP, we did that. That was like a home job. So we weren't super happy with the production and all of that sort of thing. Uh, we were very new to recording and to playing our instruments and all that stuff at the time. So we, we just didn't feel that we executed the songs as well as we wanted to have back then. <laughs> And so it was kind of an obvious choice for us to like redo them for the album and, and really bring them into like what we're capable of and, and give them the life they deserve. I think it's probably the best way to say that. But um, yeah, as I said, Venom Head, we definitely changed. We've, we added a few new riffs in there and a few new sections and really just gave it a bit more punch. But the other songs, I think for the most part, maybe the guitar solos have changed and a few of the vocal melodies and things. But other than that, the meat of them are the same. Yeah. And uh, of, of course, where... Where you were writing, sorry, when you were writing this album and, and you had those other tracks, were you writing around them to sort of have it all flow as, as one piece? Um, we didn't really write the album per se. We've just wrote a bunch of songs and our natural style has made them all sort of sound like they belong together. Hmm. Um, it wasn't like a conscious thing of like, let's write these songs to all fit together or anything. That's, that's kind of just a happy accident, I suppose. It all come together pretty well, man. Oh, I think it, it sounds like a united album. Like the, all the songs belong together, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, what's the meaning of the uh, album title? And how, how does that creep through the overall theme? Yeah, well, um, obviously reflected in the art as well. The, um, the title, Program Dichotomy, is basically a concept of all this division that we're seeing in the world at the moment. Um, you know, whether it be on things like politics, whether it's on race, gender, sexuality, um, you know, money, like 
separate seems to separate people like you're either like the rich evil guy or you're the, the poor guy who doesn't do anything you know there's, there's there's this real like just dichotomy in our entire society at the moment and and things like social media and all that sort of really contribute to that uh sort of putting people on teams and and you're teaming up like you're either with us or against us you know it's like that kind of mindset um and this whole division that that's created itself um is, is being programmed into us by things like social media and our education system and our upbringing and all that stuff and uh, we really tried to sort of capture that negative side of the world in all of our songs. And then on top of that, the artwork sort of reflects that where we've got sort of two babies and test tubes, one's in a red one, one's in a blue one, and never the two shall meet sort of thing there. Um, that's basically how we're being raised these days, yeah. And uh, see, it's funny you say that because I find a lot of your posts on social media is uh, quite positive. Okay, yeah. What do you mean by that, per se? Well, I see a lot of your um, your you guys posting about you know uh, staying positive and and things like that and going after your goals. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's yeah, is that is that sort of what you were sort of also aiming for as well? Is you know you shine well, light on the negative, but at the same time you really want people to see both sides of that coin. Definitely. But I think more than anything, all of that sort of, we talk a lot about mental health and um, as you say, like pursuing your goals and, and being a better person for yourself and for society, uh, self-improvement and personal development, a lot of those sorts of concepts. We talk a lot about that on social media uh, because we believe that that is the solution to all of that division and all of that um, hatred and the, the with us and against us, the red and the blue, like, like, no, 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 be an individual, have your own thoughts develop your own opinions on stuff, have discussions with people. Um, you know, like don't subscribe to this team mentality of, of like, I'm part of the team. So I don't have to actually be a person. I can just be a number on a team. And, and then if our numbers are greater than the other guys, then we win the argument sort of thing. It's, it's like, no, be your own person, be, develop your own self and your own opinions. Yeah. So that's the, kind of the message behind that. It's, it's our answer to the division. I think. Yeah. I love it, man. It's awesome. And uh, of course, I, I saw that you were, you're running a bit of a, a competition in a way where if you sell a certain amount of albums, you're going to be given away a, a rad merch pack. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that's basically what we're doing. So every every 50 CD sales that we, we make, we, um, we release a prize. So I think this one was a merch pack and I think the last one was a merch pack too. But the next 50 that we get to, we'll do something else and sort of keeping it interesting. But also... It's our way of saying like thank you to everyone that's supporting us and buying our music. Um, obviously, in a digital age, it's really easy to stream everything for free, but we really appreciate people buying the CDs and collecting the hard copies of our music. And like I'm, I'm a CD collector myself, so um, yeah, it's good to see people out there still doing that stuff. Absolutely, dude, and I, I think it's cool. Have you hit it yet? Or you got to be close. Uh, we we just got to 150 the other day, so there'll be Ooh. a merch draw coming this week. Yeah. Yeah, awesome, man. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Man. What's the goal after that? What about a, a beer and, and pizza jam party at like 250 or something? That'd be actually pretty cool. Like have a few people come around and we'll just hang out with them. And I mean, Corona allowing for it, but um, yeah, that'd be great, man. Yeah. Uh, do you collect uh, hard copy music? Like you CDs, records? What do- I used to. I used to. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I've just run out of room because I, I, I've got action figures <laughs> coming out my... Uh, <laughs> through here yeah fair enough i can see but, some stuff uh, behind you there. yeah it's, it's i still have them i still collect i've still got all my albums um they're just uh, nice. i just got rid of the the plastic jewel cases and i've got them all sort of alphabetically all the way uh, no, in the wallet yep yeah 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 yep yep in a big tub <laughs> <laughs> yeah nice nice 
Yeah. No, yeah, it's good. Like metal is one of those kind of genres where people do still collect things. There's a real attachment to the music more so than I think, you know, the mainstream sort of genres of music. People still collect records. People are still buying cassettes and CDs and merch. It's, it's really good to see. And it obviously helps us as an artist make a bit of coin and all that sort of thing too. So, Oh, I totally support it, man. I'm, I'm all about merch. I'm all about uh, shirts and uh, patches at the moment is, is my thing. Nice. So, yeah, uh, yeah I'm uh, doing the battle. I see you've got your jacket in the background there. Is that right? Oh, uh, yeah, it's hiding out in the background there. Yep. I got a battle jacket. So, yeah, yeah. I, I collect patches as well and, and try and get that thing going. The grieveless sleepless, as I call it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And, uh, of course, I mean, you guys have shared the stage with uh, Marty Freeman, Metal Church, Voivod, and uh, you've done a bunch of others as well. I can say, is that right? In the background, you've got all those gig posters. <laughs> There's, that, that wall is covered in every gig poster from a gig that we played. So I think we're up to about 70-something gigs in our career. And I've got a poster from every single one of them, or like a flyer or some sort of representation of it. And Yeah, we've supported a few international bands. Um, the first one was band from New Zealand called Fallen Order. And then we've done like Lich King. We've done Ross the Boss from Manowar. And then, like you said, Marty Freeman, Metal Church, Boyvod. Um, and we were going to support Sacred Rack and Violence when they came out in next month. But obviously, all that's been moved now. So we're not sure what's going on there. But I mean, yeah, it's really cool to support international bands when they come out. Uh, we haven't really had much of a chance to mingle with a lot of them. Um, I think Lich King was the exception there. They they actually we all just had a barbecue and hung out with them after the gig. But really, most of the it. other guys, yeah. Oh no, that was awesome, man. That was an awesome weekend. I think there's some video footage of that floating around on YouTube somewhere. But yeah, Lich King and and us and a few other Brisbane thrash bands. We were all hanging out on the Sunday night. Um, yeah, just having a barbecue and some beers, and they were really cool dudes, man. Yeah, from the from like North East America somewhere. Oh, that's so cool, man. And and you posted the other day that it's been what six years. Since Wartooth hit the stage for the first time at Chardon's Corner, yeah, yeah, six years since we, yeah, that little front bar at Chardon's Corner, <laughs> and we've had some gigs there and in the back room as well. But um, yeah, six years since we started playing gigs, and we've only just released our first album. So I don't know what that says, but <laughs> hey, man, it's it's it happens, but it happens quite regularly, man. Like people mm. cut their teeth on the scene and then they uh, drop a killer album, you know. It's uh, you know, yeah. do you remember that gig? The first one? Yeah. You always remember. Uh, very, very fondly, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was nervous as hell going into it. I'm sure everyone was. Uh, but we actually had like, I don't know, there must have been like 30 or 40 people there. We were pretty stoked with the turnout for our first ever gig. Um, we've been hyping it up. Like, I've been going to all the other thrash gigs for like a year before. Just like, what is coming? What is coming? Everyone get ready sort of thing. Hyping us up. And then we hit the stage on the first gig. We opened the night. And there was like a mosh pit opened up. We had a Slayer cover in our set. And everyone was just loving it. And I'm like, like halfway through the set, I'm like, why am I nervous? This is awesome. This is the best thing I've ever done with my life. So <laughs> never looking back. I've noticed that thrash, especially over the last few years, locally in the scene has uh, really, it's, it's getting stronger. Mm. It seems like people Absolutely. are like, you know, they're, they're, they're going and reaching back into their, the, the older influences and bringing them back in now. And it seems that thrash is, is the, top contender the strongest at the moment what do you what do you think that is other than that it's awesome well yeah it's one of those things hey like it's sort of everything goes in cycles um you sort of go through phases of like thrash being big and then power metal will be big for a while and then black and death metal and everything sort of goes in loops but um one thing i think thrash is really 
it's always been the music of the people as far as I'm concerned. Like it's, it's, it's social criticism. It's um, uniting over like a general disdain for society and, and the structure and the hierarchy that is. Uh, and most, like it sort of has that punk attitude of like, you know, fuck the system, um, that kind of thing. So mm. it's, it's always kind of relevant to those, to the more angsty types of people like myself and, and all of our thrash fans and fellow thrash bands. And, and the, the thing that I really love about thrash and I think the thing that people connect with is it's rawness. Like it doesn't have to fit to a, you like with black metal, you know, you've got to sound like lo-fi and you've got to wear your corpse paint and everyone looks the same. And, um, you know, power metals like got, it's like fantasy um, themes and dungeons and dragons kind of stuff. And like thrash is just like sing about whatever, do whatever. Let's just have a beer and a mosh and a headbang. Like it's, it's just raw and it's, it's fun. It's not so serious. I think. Yeah. But you are right. Things come around in cycles, but there's one thing that mm. I haven't really seen take off properly again. And that's the, uh, the yeah. baggy pants, new metal. Backwards yeah. No complaints here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's uh yeah, yeah. Let's, let's leave that for the uh, early 2000s. Mm. But, um, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's some good songs. There's some good songs from that era. I don't mind yeah. some of them. I was right into it back in the day. Oh yeah. Let's absolutely. Let's let that, that part of Nev die. Right. <laughs> we'll just leave that one in the past, shall we? Yeah, moving forward and onwards. Yeah, that's <laughs> Well, uh, also, you did uh, release your, the video for your cover of Skid Row's Slave to the Grind, which you guys uh, run around, going to work. It's pretty funny. But uh, as I said, man, before, yeah. there seems to be a bit of a positive message in that as well. Mm. Well, yeah, that song, we, we picked uh, Skid Row's cover, uh, not cover, Skid Row's song, Slave to the Grind, to cover on the album. Um, not just because it was like a cool song. Like we really feel like the message of the song uh, really connected with us as like, as like our own personal lives. And also obviously the positive message of, um, you know, you've got to chase your dreams. Nothing's going to come to you, your, your success or your happiness or whatever it is you want in life. Like it doesn't just turn up on your doorstep one day. You know, nobody says, nobody comes to you and says, you know what, you've been working hard, have a week off, do whatever you like. And we'll still keep paying you. Like that doesn't happen. You know, you've got, if you want something, you've got to go and get it. That's right. <laughs> You can't be king of the world if you're slave to the grind. You know, if you if you just live in every day trying to get through to the next one. Like, I mean, I know people have struggles and everyone's got their own uh, things to deal with and all that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, like, if you want to be happy, if you want to be fulfilled, like, that's up to you. Nobody else can do that for you. So, um, certainly, you know, us chasing our musical dreams, at some point we have to say, well, we're not going to hold a steady career. We're not going to try and chase that you know, the, the job marriage and mortgage kind of system. We're, we're, we're like, no, we want to be musicians. So we have to make some sacrifices and we have to really go out in the air and get it. So that was kind of our thought process over the last two years. And then slave to the ground just sort of wrapped up that whole thing in a nice neat package. And we're like, and plus it's a killer song with a killer sort of thrash energy. Yeah, and man. Like, well, this is perfect for the album. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, if you could pick like a, a lineup for a killer thrash tour, you can pick mm. anyone in the world. Who who would you guys pick? What would be world, world bands? The current bands or any bands? I'd say current. Let's because let's put it out there into the universe. Yeah. Who would it be? Say you and two other bands hitting the road. Who would that be? That's a tough one. Um, I I don't mind what Havoc's doing at the moment. Their latest album was pretty good. Mm. Um, so like Havoc's like a good thrashy band that. Um, you know they're obviously a bit above where we are for sure but they're not sort of that stadium tour level yet they would be fun to tour with um, 
pilot from Melbourne are pretty pretty great when you know they're like again they're ahead of where we are and they're kind of one of those bands that we're not trying to imitate but you know we're keeping an eye on where they're going and we're sort of adjusting accordingly and um you know they're doing pretty well for themselves and, and I listen to Harlot like at least once a week they're, they're tops <laughs> um like Havoc and Harlot would be that'd be a sick tour uh but um if I had to pick like you know big bands that are really like Overkill would be like my number one band to tour with I'd love to tour with Overkill they're my favorite band and always have been um Annihilator um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard. To, it's hard to pick. But like, if you're talking like you know, semi-realistic, yeah, probably Havoc and Harlot. And it's sort of it's hard to sort of gauge on what's going to happen for the rest of the year moving into next year. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, obviously, you guys have still got to keep planning, keep the ball rolling. What have, what's what's on the cards for you guys? What do you want to What do you want to do? Well, yeah, with the whole COVID nineteen situation, I mean, touring sort of up in the air it you know maybe we'll be able to get back out around australia like this year Mm. but we're sort of not planning on that um we can't sort of just leave everything to chance so we're not those kinds of people so we're um we're basically planning to drop a series of uh videos and other online digital content one a month sort of thing for the rest of the year i think that's our our goal um you know releasing sort of each of the songs off the album having their own little bit of spotlight and everything um, and then if we can tour, we, we great. But uh, if we if we can't, we obviously can still promote the album and everything online and give people that, that a thrash metal experience through through that. So absolutely, dude. And hopefully, uh, you're going to hit that 250 so we can have that pizza party. Absolutely, man. You'll be first <laughs> on the list. <laughs> be totally down for it. And uh, uh, yeah, that'd be sick. And man, maybe a maybe a Snake Mountain Wartooth uh, show again in the future. That'd be cool. Well, that's it. We, I mean, we shared the stage at Marty Friedman, and I think uh, was it Wallapalooza or something, one of those other festivals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, we'll definitely share the stage again. You guys are you guys are awesome, and they're really bringing it. So it's good. Yeah, it's good to see more bands out there actually pushing hard too. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's always a fun sharing the stage with you boys. And uh, well, man, thanks for joining us on the show and hanging out, dude. It's been no, uh, thanks for having us, yeah, man. It's been cool really having, appreciate a, it. having a Milo and a and a and a beer with. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> Cheers, brother. <laughs> Absolutely. The uh the breakfast of champions. Well, it's not breakfast. Well it's breakfast yeah, it's... for some people. There you go. Oh, well, that's it. Yeah. Milo's good. <laughs> Milo's good any time of day. Yeah. That's right. Is it hot or cold? <laughs> this one's a hot one. Well it's it's going cold, but yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right, all right. But you can have it at both ways. Hot and cold. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean if you're gonna have a cold Milo, it's like the ratio is about eighty percent Milo, twenty percent milk. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to do it like that. Yeah. yeah. If it's not crunchy, you're not doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, brother, uh, it's awesome being talking to you. Wartooth program dichotomy is out now everywhere. Go and get physical copies, everybody out there. The links will be right here somewhere. Uh, thanks again, Absolutely. bro, and take care. No, thanks for having us, mate. Look after yourself. Stay safe in the uh, Corona times. Planning on traveling this summer? 
Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 